later on. We have an abbreviated message, so we have time to thank the Lord and put into practice what we're going to preach tonight. But I heard somebody say that they have pie afterwards. The church has a short message. They all share what they're thankful for, and then they eat pie. And I'm thinking that's the only thing that could make a church service even better, right, is adding pie to it. Maybe we should do that sometime. I don't know. I don't know. How many of you are familiar with Helen Keller? You've heard the name Helen Keller. I'm going to read a quote to you from her. It says, So much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. So much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. Let let me read that later in just a moment or two. Helen lost her vision as a very young child and her hearing due to an illness. I want you to imagine not just growing up blind or growing up deaf, but growing up deaf and blind. And I want you to think that this didn't happen in 2022. This didn't happen in even 1922. This happened back in the 1800s. She was born in 1880. And she did the best she could to try and communicate with her family until about the age of 11 when she came across someone named Ann Sullivan who was able to finally teach her a way to communicate with others. Can you imagine how frustrating it would be to not be able to express your thoughts, to not be able to ask for the things that you want clearly, that your family is trying to guess what it is because you can't see it. You don't even remember what it looked like to to see or remember what it was like to hear people's voices. And then finally, her lifelong companion, Ann Sullivan, came and began to teach her, and her life made an amazing turn. An amazing turn. Not only did she become a strong believer, in fact, it's amazing, Ann Sullivan explained to her who God was. And her response was, oh, that's his name. I always knew he was there, but I never knew what to call him. Here's a deaf, blind young lady, and she knew who God was. Well, she ended up becoming the first person to to graduate from Harvard as a deaf-blind person, get their bachelor degree. She became a prolific author and advocate for those that were blind, a lecturer, a great fundraiser for the American Foundation for the Blind. But she was deaf completely and blind completely. Now, let me read this quote to you again. So much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. Talk about a true spirit of thankfulness. Do you want to give God something because of how good he's been to you and how much you love him? I have just the thing. And you know what? Everyone here can give it. Everyone. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. Doesn't matter how much money you make. In fact, I know everyone here can afford it. Everybody. Moreover, if you give it, when you give it, you'll be even richer after you've given it. And it's precious in the sight of God. He will most surely love it. It is, as you probably guessed, thanks. Giving thanks. Thanksgiving is a day when we gather oftentimes with family or with friends and we have favorite foods and we eat ourselves into a stupor. Perhaps there's some football on the television, but you can't really watch it because you're asleep. Right? That tends to be the, the American day of Thanksgiving. But I want you to take apart the term thanksgiving it is giving thanks it is giving thanks gratitude costs you nothing and even though it costs you nothing it is priceless it's priceless because of what it does for you because of what it does in your heart because of what it does for those around you and it surely enriches both you and your hearers so what does it look like to give thanks 
We're going to do some of that tonight, but I want us to look at Scripture briefly first in Psalm 100. Psalm 100 and verse 1 says this. The word of the Lord reads, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's pray together. Father, in this time in the scriptures, may you enrich it by guiding us in your spirit to understand what it is that we would have. Help us, though perhaps cumbered about with many things that happened today and many things that must be cooked or prepared before tomorrow. Help us to be mindful of what you're doing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a great song of praise, a song that was probably sung or um, probably played in connection with going up to worship in the house of the Lord. And it begins with, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. I want you to imagine someone saying that or thinking that as you're heading into the, the house of God where you would worship God. Of course, this is the Old Testament. They would have been heading most likely into the, the temple. And so here they are heading in and they want to make a joyful noise. You know who makes a joyful noise? Rejoicing people. No one has more to rejoice in than God's people. I think oftentimes we say that, but we don't really think about what that means and why we have so much to be thankful for. We have the most amazing testimony of what God has done with us. If you have been saved, there is, should be a, a definite change in your life. You were one way, and now you're another. And what made that happen was your encounter with Jesus Christ when by faith you put your trust in him, believing that he died for your sins and rose from the grave. And there ought to be a change. There ought to be a change. You know, I, I, keep, I keep being surprised at how shallow life is without the Lord. I think that when you walk with the Lord for a period of time, you forget what it is. And you know what reminded me this morning? And some of you, you're not going to like me for this. And that's okay. Country music. Country music this morning reminded me how shallow life without God is. I happened to be exercising, and somehow there was a country station playing as I was exercising this morning. And you know what it was about? Pretty girls, drinking, and loving your hometown. Pretty girls, again, drinking again, my truck, drinking and loving your hometown. That, I, kept, I kept listening to, the, to these lyrics, and the people that were there were kind of singing along with it. And some of it was, if you didn't understand what they were saying, you'd like, oh, this is a good song. But if you paid attention to the words, you'd be like, wait, wait, what? That's not appropriate. That's not appropriate at all. And you think, hold on, this isn't just something on the radio at the gym. There are people, this is the way that they think and this is the way that they live. Life is just a shallow waiting until the next temporary moment of pleasure. And when that's done, even though it probably brought you a bunch of trouble with it on the weekend and you feel bad afterwards, you're just waiting to do it again. And that is life. Waiting for a weekend, waiting for a vacation, waiting for a chance to party, waiting for a chance to numb the disappointment and the pain in your life until you die. Surely there's got to be something greater than that. By the way, there is. Did you know 
that heaven is better than anything you can imagine. And walking with the Lord in this life is filled with so much purpose and so much meaning and so much clarity that I think oftentimes we can't even remember what it was like to live that way. We can't even think back to how shallow it was. That what, what brings you joy? If you were to ask a Christian what brings you joy, I hope that they would have a number of things that would jump to their lips. If you ask the average unbeliever what brings them joy, do you know how shallow the answers turn out to be? And I'm not making fun of them. I'm not saying we're better than them. In fact, my heart is burdened. At one point in time, I lived that way. You know what I would have told you? I would have told you the, the next the next movie that was coming out that I looked forward to, the next thing that I was going to buy, the next vacation or trip that I was going to take. It would have been something like that. And if you're living life in light of eternity, those things are about this big when it comes to joy because they're so fleeting. God's people, when they enter into the presence of the Lord, ought to come rejoicing. It says all ye lands, everybody has something that they can rejoice in if they know the Lord. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why we go to all of these lands so that they do know who God is so that they can rejoice in him. Serve the Lord, verse number two, with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. You know, it's easy to have gladness in your heart when you're receiving the blessings of the Lord. But when it comes down to serving and being glad, how do we do? How do we do when it's serving and being glad? Oftentimes, um, we, 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 sort of, we sort of complain. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? How many of you think you went through the entire day today and you didn't complain once in your mind or your words? Anybody make it? Anybody make it? I hope you did. I didn't. Clark made it. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, he must not have been driving anywhere today. That's true. He most certainly was not driving past Lorraine and Dover today here in North Olmstead. I, I know that much. All that we do... Oh, oh. He's been silenced by his wife. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, would you? We need to move on before Clark gets in more trouble. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Even when we're serving God, even when sometimes it's hard, when we're worshiping him, it should be something of gladness. You know what gladness is? Someone tell me, what do you think gladness is? Happy? Overjoyed? Absolutely. Ecstatic would be another term for it. You ever, you ever been happy to that point while serving somebody? The Lord says that's the attitude that we ought to approach even service, no matter what it is to that extent. We should do it with gladness. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 14, do all things without murmurings and disputings. All of it. All of it. Now, there are times I'm most certainly not excited, <laughs> but I ought to be. Do you know why we sing in church? Why do we sing in church? Anybody know? Yeah, Chris? To prepare our hearts. 
Yes, Ben? He's given us a new song to sing, most assuredly. You know, we could save ourselves some time and get out early. We could save ourselves between 12 and 15 minutes or 20 minutes on a Sunday morning if we didn't sing. But it says back in Psalm 100 to come before his presence with singing. There's something about singing. You know what's interesting? Even people who live in nomadic tribes in the desert that are untouched by the modern world, even people in the jungles living a a tribal existence, even they have songs. It's something about who we are and something about singing as people. And here, we're to sing God's praises. It's supposed to be something that we do. I don't know what, if, you, if you ever sing, but you ought to. Some of you may say, I'm not good at singing. God's not particularly worried about that. By the way, if you don't sing well because of your voice, if you don't sing well because you, you can't hear pitch or tone, remember who made you and whose fault it is. He has no one to complain to because he's the one who made you. So when we sing before the Lord, we should do it as unto the Lord. Now, you get into this phase, right, when you're, I don't know, teenage years, and you don't want to sing in front of anybody because you're self-conscious. Any of you remember that? You don't want to sing because you're, you're self-conscious, right? There's, there's some of that. You know what? God says sing anyway. God says sing anyway because it's not about us. It's not about what people think about us. It's about singing before the Lord and worshiping him. Verse number three, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It's not anyone else that's God. Remember when it says here, the Lord in all capital letters in our Bible, it's talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the true and living God. We know the God and father of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the covenant keeping God of the people of Israel. He's saying the Lord is God. Nobody else is God. No other God, no little g God is God. Ashtaroth and Baal, they're not God. None of the other tribal gods around them are God. And by the way, we're not God. The Lord is God. And it's good to remember who he is and what it is that he's done for us. It says it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. What a bizarre thing to say. Doesn't that seem weird? Why, Why would the psalmist have to sing this? Why would the children of Israel adopting the Psalms, the book of Psalms as their songbook for worship, why would they have to remind themselves that they didn't make themselves and that God is their creator? That seems bizarre. You know why it is? Because sometimes we forget who God is. Sometimes we start to act as God in our own life and we forget the relationship between us and our creator. It is God that made us. We didn't make God. Despite what the atheist and what the skeptic might say, we did not come up with the idea of God. God created us. We did not create him. And we didn't make ourselves. Nobody was able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps to live the kind of life that we need to live in order to please God. It has never once happened, no matter how much somebody has accomplished. It says, continuing on in verse 3, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Aren't you glad that he's your God? He's your, you know, sometimes I I catch myself speaking about God as my God when I talk with people. And they'll say something to me, especially some of my unsaved friends, and they'll be like, um, you know, I'll go someplace where perhaps they don't know me that well. And they're like, hey, do you want a beer? I'll be like, no, my God would rather I didn't drink. (laughs) 
My God would rather I didn't see that or I didn't joke about that. I noticed that you don't do... My God, why? Because he's mine and I'm his. Sometimes I'll say to my children, we are God's people. We're going to do this because we're God's people. We belong to him. And even more amazingly, he belongs to us and he'll claim us. Some of you are going to meet family members tomorrow, maybe the day after, and perhaps other than that day a year, you don't usually claim them as family members. You don't want to go out with them in public because of the scene that they might cause. You know who I'm talking about. Well, God, knowing even everything about us, still claims us and says that we're his and that we're his sheep. He didn't just make us. He doesn't just own us. He takes care of us. Imagine a shepherd taking care of the sheep. The sheep can't really defend themselves, so the shepherd has to do it. The sheep can't always find where the good grass is or where the water is, so the shepherd has to take them there and make them to lie down in green pastures and to go by the still waters. The shepherd has to fight off the enemies because, honestly, the sheep can't fight off their own enemies. It's, it's a tender, caring relationship that God has with his sheep. Aren't you glad that God's not just some wicked, evil taskmaster that's just waiting to zap you when you mess up? So many people have a wrong view of God, perhaps because of their, their uh, family life and what their father was like. But if you think that God is some angry person in the sky who's just waiting for you to mess up, if you think God is someone who is never satisfied with you and doesn't really like you and wishes that you weren't around and he's just scowling at you, you have a very wrong idea of who the true and living God is. He has a tender heart towards you. No matter what it feels like, no matter what situation you're in, he is for you. You are one of the sheep of his pasture. Verse number five, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Talking about going into the presence of God, entering into the the temple. The temple had gates in which you could enter into it, and then there were different courts, different locations inside of it where people would wait, and depending on their business at the temple, or if they were a man or a woman or a Gentile, there were different locations for them as they come in. And so this is talking about how do we go into the presence of the Lord? How do we go into the Lord's house? And it says that we ought to do it with thanksgiving. If you go into the the Lord's house with bitterness... It's not going to be the same as if you went in with thanksgiving. If you go into the Lord's house filled with distraction and care and worry, it's not going to be the same thing as if you went in with thanksgiving. If you go into the Lord's house and nothing but complaints and what's wrong and and the, the problems that you have instead of with praise, it's not going to be the same thing. Did you know that church, you get out of it what you put into it? Did you know that? There have been times when I've gone to a church meeting and I've heard preaching and I thought, meh, that wasn't great. And other people are like, wow, God met with us. What are you talking about? That was like kind of meh. You know what that is? That was more on me than on them. They came in with a heart prepared, with a spirit ready to hear, with a desire to hear. They weren't sitting there watching the clock. They weren't sitting there trying to to find things on their phone. They weren't just, you know, trying to read the welcome card over and over again, trying to find something to do to pass the time. No, they were there saying, Lord, what do you have for me? What do you have for me? The idea of approaching God with thanksgiving. So when we pray, we come into God's presence. You know how you should enter into that time? with thanksgiving, with praise. When we come to church, you know how we ought to enter? With thanksgiving, with praise. That ought to be the mindset of us when we come in. Hearts filled with gratitude. 
considering all the blessings that we have that we do not deserve. Who could tell me a blessing that we have that we do not deserve as, as God's people? Sean? A home in heaven. Tell me, what did you do that was so good that you deserve to live in heaven forever? I didn't do anything. In fact, because of what I did, I ought not be there. I ought to be in hell, but I received salvation. What else do we have that we don't deserve? Yeah, Kiara? Yes, Jesus paying that price on the cross. Absolutely. What an unspeakable gift, the Bible calls it. Emily? Eternal life. Life without end. Any, anybody happy yet? You may not get your sweet potato pie tomorrow. You may have, hypothetically speaking, celiac disease, and you can't eat pie. But you know what you'll still have? A home in heaven. You'll have a Savior that will never leave you nor forsake you. You'll have the very Spirit of God living inside of you. Any of you ever want to be a superhero? Growing up, I wanted to be a superhero. I loved the X-Men. Anybody ever read the comics, the old comics of the X-Men? I don't even know what they're like now. They're probably terrible, like most things. But I remember growing up, do you know that something even better than getting a superpower happened to me? God himself came to live inside of me. God came to live in me. Professor X has got nothing on that. So let's not forget all that the Lord has done for us. Let's focus on his grace, on his mercy, and let's praise him for it. Let's vocalize it. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. How do you bless someone's name? You speak well of it. You speak well of it. Do you ever talk up God? Do you ever talk up God about how good he is? I had, I had a, <laughs> a weird praise moment. Um, every once in a while, I'm, I'm bad at hunting, by the way. I'm bad at hunting, but almost every year I get a pity deer. Any of you ever get a pity deer? It's where somebody who actually knows what they're doing takes a deer during hunting season, and they're like, would you like the meat from this deer? And I'm like, yes, I have four children. I would love the meat from that deer. Over the last four years, I've gotten a pity deer each year, even though I haven't taken a deer in hunting myself. And you go downstairs, and you open up your freezer, and you look at how it's full with all of those good things to eat. And you, the other, I'm just like, praise God for something as simple as that. God takes care of his people. And I remember saying, isn't God good to give us that? I was talking with somebody last night who um, had the challenge of raising an autistic son and it's been very demanding and it's put a lot of stress upon their family and now he's flourishing and graduating and has many different college offers where he's going to go and wrestle and possibly play football and I'm just sitting there rejoicing with my friend afterwards saying, isn't God good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he brought us through. It's not a friend I normally speak about a lot with God, but intentionally blessing God's name, trying to speak him up, talk him up. Why should we thank God? Here's just a reminder, verse 5, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Just in case you forgot, the Lord is good. We're not necessarily good, but he is. And he blesses us because he's good, not because we're good. And his mercy is everlasting. Do you know when, when his mercy ends? Never. So you say, when is God going to get so finally tired of me and my messes and my inconsistency and finally boot me out? 
When is, when is it going to be when I come back to him and I say, Lord, I, I'm sorry, I thought that again, I said that again, I did that again, I just, I, sh- I should never have done that. And he's like, you're right. Your seven times 70 is used up, out the door, no more. That'll never happen. In fact, his, his mercies are new each morning. His compassion never fails. His faithfulness is pretty great. We just sang that not too long ago. His word lasts forever. So here are some simple practical applications I want us to take home before we play a game. I have a game that I want my young friends to help me with. They're going to have to get creative to help me with it. It's about being thankful for unusual circumstances because we all need to know how to be thankful for unusual circumstances. The first thing in application tonight before we have our time of testimony is to thank God as soon as you wake. I want you to thank God as soon as you wake. Specifically, when you're laying there in bed and you finally uh, hit snooze for the 11th time or whatever it is, I don't know how you wake up, but I want you, before you get out of bed, I want you to thank God for 10 things. Don't get up until you thank God for 10 things. How many of you have ever played an instrument? Ever, any instrument, ever, okay? Do you tune your instrument before the concert or after the concert? Before. So you know what we ought to do? Should we tune our heart before the day or after it? I recommend before it. I recommend before it. And you know what helps with that? Gratitude. So find 10 things. They can be simple things. They can be very simple things. But each morning, begin with that idea. Secondly, speak frequently to others about God's goodness. Give God all the credit you possibly can. This is a great way around your unbelieving coworkers or classmates that you can let them know that you are one of God's children. When something happens, you can say something like, praise God, or isn't God good, or isn't it just like him? And they'll be like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's how it'll begin. But speak intentionally in your own home, whoever might be there with your family. Bring up God often. Talk about how good he is. Some of the verses on thankfulness that I was looking at and preparing for this short devotional message tonight was about how we, we thank God in the midst of the congregation. And among many witnesses, we'll talk about his wonderful works. That's something that we can still do today. So try and work that in there to your spouse, fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, children, parents, friends, coworkers, your doctor, whoever it might be. Find a way to work that in. And lastly, prepare your heart in gratitude before church services. Prepare your heart in gratitude before church services. Before you enter into the gates or the courts, the place of worship, make sure that you've tuned your heart and prepared your heart. Get yourself thankful. How do you get yourself thankful? How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? You remember. That's what you do. You remember. You rehearse all that God has done for you. You go back through it. What has he done for me this day? What did he do for me this week? What has he done for me this past month? What has he done for me over the course of my relationship with him since I've been saved? What what did he do even before then? And if you can't find enough things to be thankful for, my guess is that you're forgetting a few things. Because no matter what we find happening in our life, there's always something to thank the Lord for. 
As Pastor Steve says, if it's been 15 minutes since you thank the Lord for something, it's been too long. And so prepare your hearts. Come in, park the car, and just rehearse some of the goodness of God so that you can come into his courts with thanksgiving, into his gates with praise. Let's play a game. Let's play a game, okay? So I need my, my two mic runners over here. Dave, are these mics already on? All right, they're already on. If somebody hands you a microphone, or for the young people, our mic holders will just hold it, but if you get handed it as an adult to speak later, microphones work better when they're near your mouth. They don't work so good out here. All right? And one of the reasons why we're doing this is so everyone in here can hear, but also the people that would love to be here but can't be here tonight can also hear you give testimony and praise the Lord. So the game is called, Can You Be Thankful? I'm going to show you something, and I want you to think about a way that you can be thankful. All right, thing number one, empty pop can. Go on. All right, kids. How could you be thankful for this empty pop can? All right. Our, our, uh, I think Sean had one, too, if you want to get ready to, to hear from him. You can recycle it. You can recycle it. Well done. I think Joan had something, too, right? I can be thankful because I know I wasn't the one that drank it. <laughs> she saved herself 36 grams of sugar by not drinking it. <laughs> I'm just a little outside the box, but I can be thankful that, like, if I, if I was the one who drank it, you know, I'm thankful that I got to enjoy it. That's right, if you were the one who drank it. Somebody did, yeah. Go ahead. Brooklyn? That I, that I was able to get something from that I could have my thirst away. Yeah, something to quench your thirst. Absolutely. Ryan? If you cut the top off, it can be a new cup. If you cut the top off, you can make it into a new cup. I guess you could. I've seen them do that. They're pretty impressive. Yeah. Drink with care if, if it's not done well. <laughs> All right. Hold my favorite drink. It could hold your favorite drink. Is that your favorite drink? I don't even know. What do you think that is? Sunkissed? That's Orange Crush? It's Fanta? I love some Fanta. All right, Shannon's got something, and then we'll go to Gabby. Okay, this is kind of silly, but I'm looking at the can. I see all the nutrition facts on the back and all the ingredients, and I'm thankful that someone makes it so they have to put those things there to protect those who need it. All right, even the nutrition information. We're, we're digging deep. Gabby? You could make a hole into the bottom, and then maybe if you have a string, you could make it into a belt. You could make it into a belt? I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Do any of you remember using the tin cans to create, like, walkie-talkies, to create little communication devices? Okay, let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. This is a dirty shoelace. Who's got an idea of how you can be thankful for this? All right. Somebody, somebody. It can hold someone up on a rock wall. On a rock wall, sorry. It could hold somebody up on a rock wall? I don't know if I trust a dirty shoelace, but I guess it could. Yeah. You can uh, clean it off. You could clean it off. And use it. 
All right. That you could tie your own shoes. Yeah. Thankful that there you got at least something to tie your shoes clean or dirty. We got some, we got some thankful people. Who's, who's over here ready to go? Anybody? All right. We'll go over here to, to Krista while we're waiting. It makes a really great tool for playing cops and robbers in the woods. Oh, it makes a great tool for playing cops and robbers in the woods. That sounds suspicious. Oddly specific. <laughs> Kiara? You can use it to make a little keychain. You could use it to make a keychain. You could make something else out of it. Who do we got over here? Anybody? No? All right. Chris? As a nurse, I could use it as a tourniquet to save a life. Whoa. That's next level. She could use it as a tourniquet to save a life. Man, save your, save your shoelaces for... Are All right. Let's go to the next one. This is an old battery. This is an old battery. How in the world could you be thankful for this? Do you have one, Manny? I have one. Yes. The, there are restrictions to make you, to how you have to like throw these away so they can't like damage anything in nature. Oh, okay. So that there's rules on disposing of batteries to protect nature. Okay. Something to be thankful for. Who else? Some of you aren't even trying. Like this side of the room. Get Ben back there. Yeah. Thankful for whatever it it ran. For, for whatever, whatever it ran. <laughs> thankful for whatever it ran. Good thinking. Yes. To be thankful that I even had a battery. Yeah, just to be thankful that you had it, even if it's empty. You had it at one point in time. See, the battery just went out in that. Oh, no, it's back. Okay, good. All right, Sean. I was also going to say this about the aluminum can, but, you know, you, you think about this, you know, if you lived a couple hundred years ago, this wouldn't have existed. Yeah. The fact that it even existed, that the technology was there. Who else has something? Coming from a uh, missionary kid, it makes a really good sermon illustration. Ever ready? Yeah, ever ready. Can I tell you something really dumb that we did with batteries as kids? Used batteries? When we would play war and we would dress up and chase each other around the woods... We use these instead of grenades. And the bigger the battery in the game, the bigger the explosion. So here we are running around the woods throwing D-sized batteries at each other. Not a great plan, but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, who's got another thing to share on it? Connor, I want to hear what Connor has to say after Ryan. Go ahead. You can take them apart and use them to make something. I've you could take it apart. I've personally done that. And play with the battery acid. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yes? It's colorful. It's colorful. Yeah, thank God for, for colors. All right, one more and we're going to change. That someone took the time to learn how to make it. Someone took the time to learn how to make it. You guys are good at looking. Do you know what you're doing? You're practicing how to be thankful in weird situations. Yes. Thankful for the company that used to make them. They're not in existence anymore, but a lot of people were, were put those batteries together and made money. Yeah, a lot of people That's an old, comp that's an old company. Took care of their family. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's go to the next one. This is garlic salt. How can you be thankful for garlic salt? Anybody? Anybody? Yes. 
You can use it to help make your food. You could use it to help make your food. All right. Connor, did you have something? Yes. If you don't have nothing to eat, you could eat it. Yeah, you could just straight up eat garlic salt if you had nothing else to eat. <laughs> give, give, give the mic to somebody. Yeah, there you go. That you had garlic or salt to make garlic salt? That you had garlic or salt to begin with so that you could make garlic salt. I have it. Yes. Um, well, I think I'd be thankful that, uh, you know, I could just go and buy this stuff at the store and I don't have to actually go and mine it or go find it in nature to... Yeah. That somebody took the opportunity to make it so you don't have to. It can keep vampires away. It can keep vampires away. Those that have high blood pressure or just vampires, yes. I could see how that would work. Help, help Jimmy up here, and then we'll hear from Gabby while you're walking around. Gabby, go ahead. If you um, are almost out of it and there's only some that you can't um, get, you could just um, put it upside down and then shake it. Yeah. Even if there's only a little bit left, you could still shake it and get it out. Jimmy? No? All right, go to Emily. She's right next to you. Thank you, gentlemen. For that it has a lid. That it has a lid. That it has a lid. Or else your whole kitchen will smell like garlic. Which could be good or bad, depending on your situation. All right, last thing. Last thing. Empty Tupperware container. Empty Tupperware container. You can put stuff in Ryan? it. You can float um, little boats from leaves. You can make little boats out of leaves and float them in it. Fair enough. Depending how large it is. Chris? You can use it for carrying things around. That's a good way to be thankful for it. Yes? Yes. You can use it to make slime. To make slime? Yes, you can. We have some creative people here. Very creative. All right. You can store your Legos in it. You can store your Legos in it. I like someone who cleans up Legos. It's good. What else? How else can you be thankful for If it? you're having a very lonely, um, dead day, you can look for the lid. Yeah. If you've got nothing else to do with your day, you could stop and look for the lid. It's with that other sock that you've been missing. They're together. They're together. Yes. You could make oobleck in it. You could make oobleck in it. Yes, you could. All right, pass it back there to, to Isaac. He's dying. You can make a... I forgot. Okay, we'll come back to him if he remembers. Okay, let's... let's Howard? What did he say? You could put ice in it. Yeah, you can. All right, Jimmy. You could cut it out and make a helmet out of it. You could cut it out and make a helmet out of it. Very good. And and we'll go over here. 
since it's not colorful and it's clear, you uh, could look for things without taking the lid off. You could look at what's inside of it without taking the lid off. Man, that's good. We'll take, we'll take one more over here. Yes. Okay, this container reminds me of my mom. So I'm thankful for my mom because she always has extra containers. So we all take food home from her house. I love that too. I love that too. Okay, let's pause the game for a second. And now I want to give people an opportunity to share something that they are thankful for themselves. What are you thankful for? I said that to you in the beginning so you could think about it. And um, let's, people, you'll get one, because we've got a lot, of, a lot of people that want to say something. We'll take one turn per person. So make sure that you tell the thing you're most thankful for. We don't have to go long, but just tell us. Okay, Gabby? I'm thankful for my dad because he spoils me. Oh, that's a good one. All right, somebody over here. Manny? My family. She's thankful for her family. All right, keep it moving. Howard? What are you thankful for, bud? My dogs. He's thankful for his cars. Ah, for his cars. I'm thankful for that my dad takes me places. Nice. Yes. That I have an apron to cook with. That you have a what? An apron. Very nice. Who else has something they're thankful for? I'm thankful for the prayers of God's people. Amen. When somebody tells me they've been praying for me, it just helps me understand that God's been with me. Amen. Yes. Who's got something over here? What are you thankful for? My house. That's a good one. Thankful for his house. All right. Yes, Brooklyn? I'm thankful for church. For church. Me too. Me too. Who else is thankful for something? Sean? O- only one thing is that you should say? Or can I say a couple <laughs> of things? You always have to make it hard. No, you can, you can say two things. Well, I'm thankful for my salvation and my church family. Amen. Good two things. Eyesight. Eyesight. Yes, just hearing about Helen Keller makes you thankful for it. Ryan? Most of the time, the piano. Most of the time, the piano. All right. Greg? God's Word. Can you imagine what it would be like if we didn't have it and we had to guess Mm. what God was like and what happens after this life? Yes. Amen. That's good. Else is thankful for something. I'm thankful for the uh, North Olmsted EMS coming to the rescue on Saturday for Clark when he got sick and Amen. taking him to the hospital, and he's with us today. Praise God. Amen. Do you want to? We got a few people in the front up here if you want to help them, and then Manny back there. Yeah, go for it. I'm thankful to have all of my kids and their spouses and my grandkiddos under my roof for several days at a time. They, this is the first time all of my kids have been home for Thanksgiving since Tyler left for the Air Force in 2011. Amen. You moms and grandmas can, can identify with that, I imagine. Special I'm thankful thing. for Jesus. Thankful for Jesus. Amen. Me too. Um, lots of things, but I'm thankful for the Cleveland Clinic who helped... Max and all that he needed Amen. saved his life. 
I'm thankful for reminders of Jesus' love. Um, for me, it sound, may sound silly, but, you know, loose change on the ground. And um, I was walking with one of my teacher friends after um, yesterday during ch- school, and there was a penny on the ground, and I went, oh, and I picked it up, and I said, Jesus loves me. And she kind of chuckled, and she goes, I, I've never heard of that. And it just, I don't know, it encouraged me, but I think it encouraged her as well. And just reminders of God's love. Amen. It's a huge blessing. That's good. Who else has something? Joan? I'm thankful for memories, bad memories when I need reminded about how not to act, and good memories when I'm missing someone that's not here anymore that I loved. Amen. Memories. That's good. I'm thankful for godly family heritage. Yes. I'm thankful for um, good health. Uh, Thirteen years ago this week, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, we really didn't know what was going to happen. I'm so thankful that uh, she's still with us. Amen. Get to serve the Lord together. That's good. Yes, Manny? I'm thankful for a car that requires me to work on it so I know what to do in the future. And AAA as well. (laughs) The car when you can work on it and AAA when you can't. Yes. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. And all the children said, Amen. Amen. All right, who else? Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up if you've got something you're thankful for. I'm thankful that God is my redeemer and my rock. Amen. I'm thankful for our church, but I'm thankful for our Sunday school class and our Sunday school teacher. God has blessed us in so many ways. Amen. I'm thankful for mommy doing school with me. Oh, she needed to hear that. I hope she heard that. That is lovely. I thank God for giving us a purposeful life, Mm. things to do that he wants done. Amen. A purposeful life. Who else has something that they're thankful for? Anybody else? I'm thankful for a godly husband. Amen. Amen. Yes. I'm thankful that my oh. cousin Max uh, made it through. Yes. Praise God. And then if you want to help Larry up here, he'd like to say something too. Thankful for my cancer that I discovered in 2006. It's uh, still doing good. Amen. Praise God. Thankful for mommy. Oh, thankful for mommy. Thankful for God's faithfulness. Yes. I'm thankful for my uh, good Christian upbringing, my wife, and my family. Amen. All right. Anybody else? Keep, get those hands up high. You don't want to miss anybody. All right. We've got one more back here. Oh, she already went. Twice. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't had a chance to praise the Lord want to say what they're thankful for? Anybody? Oh, Pastor Steve, can we... Thank you, Manny. As with many of you, there's just so much to to thank the Lord for, and you're trying to figure out which one. I've got a great family. Um, Oftentimes, I'll, I'll just think of addresses that I'm thankful for. As I'm 
just going down things to be thankful for, and certainly my home address, 4116 Columbia Road. But tonight I wanted to thank the Lord for my mother who drug me to church as a little boy even when I didn't want to come. She would find me in the neighborhood when I was hiding from her and bring me to church. And now that she's older and struggles with thinking, remembering much beyond 15 seconds, it's sad, but um, I'm just thankful that uh, she pursued me and uh, probably more than anyone is the reason I know the Lord is my Savior today is because of the testimony of my mom. Amen. Anybody else? I personally am thankful that people grow. I'm very thankful that people grow. We don't have to stay where we are. And that God himself works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And that we can grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, I thank you so very much for your goodness. I thank you for the many things that have been mentioned here tonight. Just the practice of being thankful. I pray we would make it a part of our lives. I pray we would speak well of you as much as possible. Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't have a prayer sheet, would you mind sticking your hand up? Thank you, gentlemen. You can put those.